So I have decided to bring back the Church Girl Reimagined series. Um, y'all, I really enjoyed doing that series last year, and I got a lot of positive feedback about it. And in planning for the shows, the topics, the guests that I had for this year, I, I do have, you know, some really good topics. But everything that I wanted to talk about always came from like the church girl perspective. And I decided that, you know, I'm going to bring it back and we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. Um, I heard a preacher say recently to not be transparent if it doesn't bring transformation. And y'all, that thing hit me so good. Like, yeah, like I, I do this podcast. Um, I've talked about it before. It is very therapeutic because um, it helps me kind of get through my own things. But also I know for a fact that it helps y'all. So I'm going to I'm going to keep going. I'm going to be as transparent as I can in hopes that it not only, you know, transforms my life, but also transforms those that listen. So yeah, this week hmm, wasn't the best week. Wasn't the best week. Um, I, I have a very demanding lifestyle. And this week I got to a place where y'all like, I just, I didn't have the capacity. And I think as church girls, we often push past our limits, right? Like we often keep going. We often hide our own pain, our own trauma, our own sadness, whatever we're going through, we push it to the side um, to make sure everybody else is okay. So we let me start with women in general, whether you're in church or not. Like as women we are often made to feel like, you know, we're nurturers, right? We're the helpmate. We're, you know, um, the ones that have to make sure things are in order and done and prepared and, and carried out. And you add being a mother on top of a woman. You add being someone's partner, wife, significant other, on top of being a mama. You add some of us are in management positions and boss roles, if you will, where, you know, we have a team that we have to lead. And then on top of all of that, some of us serve in ministry where it's like, okay, not only am I a woman, I'm a mama, I'm a somebody something, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Um, but also I'm a servant, like how to serve kingdom. So oftentimes we are, I don't want to say put in a box, but that's what I'll say, right? We are put in a box where we have to be everything to everybody else. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem with that comes when we are everything to everybody else and nothing to ourselves. And this episode is about us checking in with ourselves 
and making sure we're okay. And I know I've done, you know, I, I like to do these check-in episodes. If you, I was thinking about it. I was like, Tasha, you just did a check-in. But no, we going to keep checking in with ourselves because that's what you have to do. And we often say you can't pour from an empty cup. Well, that's true. But how do you know if your cup is empty if you're not checking? And this week that we just left, it was literally I was at my capacity. The difference is this time around, I recognized it and I willingly shut down. On purpose, I shut down. I shut down my emotions. I shut down the access people had to me. I shut me down because I needed a moment to regather, to gather, not regather, to gather myself and put myself back in a position where I would be full again. So how do you do that? It's, it's different for everybody. How I did that was I checked in with my therapist. Let me just pause to say, if you don't have a therapist, everybody should have a therapist. Um, I think, I think it's important. Um, to have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, right? Like someone that you can trust and someone who will sometimes just let you listen. And I went to my therapist, told her how I was feeling, what was going on. We had that session and that was the start of me beginning to fill my cup back up. Um, I have a good friend that talks about love tanks. Um, so that was how I started to fill up my love tank because I no longer am in a place where I get low, if you will, because I feel like no one can fill my love tank the way I want them to. Because when I feel like that happens, I've decided and I've learned how to fill my own love tank. And I think everybody should, you know? So after therapy, um, I when I went to work this week, I closed my blinds, I shut my office doors and people knocked and I didn't answer. <laughs> and I know it sounds really crazy, but I work, I have a job where the, I serve the principal and the principal was not in the office this week. So I had projects that I needed to get done. And a lot of times my work doesn't get done in the time frame that I wanted to get it done because I am catering to everyone else in my office. Um, I'm helping them get through their things, whether it's work or personal or whatever it is. I'm helping them with their, their stuff. And then my stuff gets done after everyone leaves the office. So I decided this was going to be an eight and skate week, meaning that I was going to do my eight hours and I was going to leave. I wasn't going to help everyone else with their stuff, which would cause me to work late, pretty much, um, which is what I typically do. But I decided I was going to do my eight hours and I was going to, and I ain't going to hold y'all. There was a day or two or three that I did my six and a half. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like I gave them the best that I got. And that's, that's what I did for me because this time around, I'm taking care of Tasha. And once I do that, and in doing that, I learned that it makes me a nicer person <laughs> because I'm not snappy and spicy and um, just leaving, just not being kind to people because I'm, I'm miserable on the inside because I feel depleted. So I decided I wasn't going to get to that place. So I was going to be intentional about me and be intentional about that space. And not only am I intentional intentional about it, I don't feel no way about it. I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I have, you know, um, not fulfilled my Christian duty, if you will. It's not a sin to tell others no. It's not a sin to put yourself first. It's, it's not. And I feel like a lot of times in church culture, we are raised um, or we are taught to put everyone else first. And then we get whatever is left over. But I challenge us all to not only put yourself first, but be intentional about what that looks like and be clear. I think I talked about this before, set your boundaries and be clear about what those boundaries are. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my week. Um, I did a lot of preparing for upcoming shows, um, talking about the church culture and I asked a friend of mine if she would come on the show to talk about dating from the church girl perspective. And her response was dating. Like, what's that? Like, we, we get to do that, girl? We get to date? And I just started laughing. And I was like, oh, this conversation is going to be so good because, yeah, yeah we, get to, we get to date. <laughs> um, and we did some prep work for the show. So I'm really excited um, about her coming on. But I, y'all, I am, I'm such in a good place in my life, which it, it sounds crazy because this was a rough week. Like it was, it was a rough week. Like even though I shut down, um, I had to deal with myself. So one thing about me is I hate process. And I think I've talked about this before. Like I... I hate process. I got my hair braided um, for vacation and it took forever, y'all. It took like I never want to get braids again. It took forever. And the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, I could have just worn my regular hair. This is this is too much. Like, I don't ever remember it taking this long to get my hair braided. But I wanted braids down my back to my booty. Uh, because I was going to Cancun and I, I wanted to do I wanted to have the whole experience. And as I was sitting there um, getting my braids and I realized how long they were because that's the length I asked for, the thought came to mind like, well, this is, you wanted something 
you've never had before. So you got to do something you've never done before. And I know we, we say something like that close in the church, you know, cliche-ish world or whatever. Um, but y'all, it really is true. Like, I really wanted these long braids. Like, I wanted them down my back, cascading to my booty. Like, I wanted them for the for the IG pics and all the things. But y'all, it took maybe like 12 hours. Not exaggerating. Like, it was so long. And I've never, like... The max I've ever gotten my braids done, maybe four or five hours, maybe. But again, I get them maybe a little past my shoulder, maybe a little past my shoulder bleed. So all, all that to say is that I hate process. That was my point. And me sitting there in that process, it wore me out. But I had the slight revelation about myself where Okay, Tasha, you want these super long braids. You're going to have to sit for a super long time. And in thinking about things that I want, I've learned, there are things that I now want. And I've always wanted them. But now I'm at a place where I really am settled in the life that God has given me. I have moments. Let me be clear. I have moments. But um, the moments hit differently. I posted not long ago, you can be healed and still have moments. And the moments hit differently from a healed place. So in going through your processes, to get something that you've never done, the processes help you establish who you are. And then once you go through these processes, you sit in a different place than before the process. And then once you get to a place of healing, because I always say healing is a continuum, like we're continuously being healed and evolving and maturing in our world and our life. But when you get to a certain place, of being healed on your journey of life. You can have those moments, but those moments are different from a healed place. And this week was me seeing that firsthand where it's like, God, I know that you have healed me from certain things. Um, and I am grateful and the first thought was, I don't want to have these moments. But then when having the moment, while sitting in the moment, it feels differently. And I can't explain the feeling, but the best way I can describe it is like a settling. Like it's a little, it's a little rocky, but as soon as the rock part is over. The rocky part is over. It's a it's a stillness. And it really is, it really is a feeling. And it just feels so much different from having a moment from an unhealed place. Because having a moment in an unhealed place honestly feels like death. Having a moment in a healed place feels like a moment. 
And as simple as that sounds, y'all, that's the truth. Like, I can remember being broken and and just a really bad place in my life where the moment, and just so we all clear, I don't have to talk in riddles on, on here, y'all are my friends. Just so we're all clear, I'm talking about being single, right? So when I was in a broken place in my life, the moments of feeling unloved and feeling unwanted and feeling like nobody wanted me and I hated being single and why does everyone else get to have a partner but me? Like, God, this is not fair. Felt like death when I was in a broken place. In this healed place that I'm in, now it feels like, okay, okay, God, this sucks. Everybody, it seems like everybody has somebody but me. The reality is everybody is not in a relationship right now, but it seems that way. And God, this is not fair. However, you know better than me what's best for me. So I'm going to feel away now. But once I'm done feeling away, I'm going to continue on with my life because I know what you have for me is not in this moment. I'm feeling sad. Like what you have for me is in my future. So what I have to do is continue to live every day until my today lines up with my future or until my today meets up with my future. Because to get to my future, I have to keep living in today because today turns into tomorrow and then tomorrow is today and then today is tomorrow. And then eventually you have enough todays and enough tomorrows until you get to your future where God is, right? And this was a week of me living that. Did I cry? Of course I cried. Y'all know me. I always cry. Did I feel sad? Of course I did. I'm human. Did I feel hopeless? Absolutely not. Have I felt hopeless? Absolutely yes. So being healed helps you deal with the moments. Um having the moments from a healed place so much better than having moments from a broken place. But the fact remains as long as there's as long as there is breath in your body, you will have your moments. The difference is what the moment does to you and how you react. Um so yeah. Like it was, it was a rough week, um, but I got through it and then it's crazy. Okay. So I'm about to be a thousand percent transparent. So I joined the praise team at my church. Fun fact, Tasha can sing, right? I'm brag about it because I'm not like a brandy or... I don't know, like Akia Rashid or any any of the Clark sisters, right? Name any of them. You know, I, and the fact that I went from Brandy to church is so church girl, right? <laughs> Not a Jasmine Sullivan. Um, but I can hold a note and I can carry a tune. And I can hear notes and I can sing parts. 
praise the Lord. Um, my mother was my choir director growing up. Um, I know all the hymns because we were raised with hymn books. I can play a tambourine. Um, I couldn't tell you, like, if you told me to sing a certain key, I couldn't be able to tell you. Like, I don't know an E from an F. From, no, G. I do know G. We were raised in G. So if you grew up with me, you know how to sing a song in G. But all the other notes, I can tell you. But if I hear it, baby, I'm good to go. Um, so um, back to me pouring, like, I felt like I was giving out everything and I wanted to be fulfilled. And I, I just, I've always loved singing. But um, there came a time where I got away from it because other things took precedence or took priority, sorry, took priority over me singing. So, and then also like, most of the time I'm very insecure about it because I don't sound like those people that I named. So I feel like, eh, and, you know, in the church world, we hard on singers. We are hard on singers. And I never want to be a take your time, baby, because that means y'all can't, you really can't sing. So, okay, so back to the story. Uh, I got sidetracked, y'all. So I joined the praise team because it fulfills me. And it is a pour back into Tasha's cup. And I enjoy it. So I've been doing it maybe like three weeks now. And whole week, crappy, right? Just crappy. Like, and crappy just as just like I shut down because it was too much happening around me. So I decided to shut down. I decided to stop reaching out to certain people because I wanted to see who was going to reach for me. And then when people didn't reach for me, it it made me feel away right? Made me have another moment for another reason. Um, Valentine's Day was this week. Had a moment. Felt away for a different reason that we talked about already. Um, work. Lot going on. I felt like y'all all have me. I don't have it. Like, this is too much. So I shut down. Literally going to work. Blinds closed. Door shut bare minimum with people. It was like an email or text me situation all week. I would literally leave work, go to my car. I wasn't answering my friends' phones, phone calls. I wasn't returning text messages. People were hitting me up like, hey, can you talk? No, nah, I have to talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow became the next day and the next day. I literally have like four people I need to call back like this weekend. <laughs> um, and by the end of the week, Actually, yesterday, I was like, okay, well, I got to go to rehearsal. I just joined the praise team. I enjoy singing. I'm going to go, but I still have an attitude, right? So I get to church and, you know, people are talking and, you know, I'm being nice to people because these are my church people. Like, they're my friends. They don't know what's going on. And I don't feel like talking about it. So I'm going to kind of like not mask it, but just kind of like, Put it on the back burner. Let the attitude simmer. Because y'all, hold on. Have y'all ever just had an attitude on purpose? Like legit, this was my week. I'm going to have an attitude all week because I'm tired of people. So I was like, I'm going to put my attitude on the back burner. Let it simmer. So after Bible study. I mean, I'm sorry. So after praising. So 
we open up in prayer and we start singing. And true story, the songs that we were singing, we get the set list at the top of the week and we practice all week on our own. And then we come to praise theme to just, you know, practice together. And I had such an attitude. I didn't listen to the songs. So if you sing with me, my bad. <laughs> but I knew the songs because they were songs. They weren't like new to me songs. Um, so I didn't have to learn the parts or the words because I sing these songs all the time. So we start singing. And the first song is God is. And if you don't know the words to God is, it's God is the joy and the strength of my life. He moves all pain, misery, and strife. He promised to keep me, never to leave me. He'll never, ever come short of his word. And it goes on and on. And y'all, I was singing that song and I was like, God darn it. God, you got me. You got me. Like you, you cannot, you cannot have an attitude singing God is the joy and the strength of you. Like you just can't. Like you just can't. And then the second song was everything. Like he's everything to me. Life and strength. Joy. Um, hope for tomorrow. Joy and sorrow. Hope for tomorrow. He's everything to me. Master, savior, redeemer, father, friend, all the things. And it's like. Again, as believers, the best part about being a believer is we're not hopeless, right? Like we're never hopeless because our faith is found in the hope of our Savior, our risen Savior, Lord and King, right? So it's like, how can I be mad about whatever I'm mad about? And how can I have an attitude about whatever I have attitude about? And I have to not only sing these songs, but I have to minister these songs in a few days. So as I was singing, I literally felt the, because remember the attitude is on the back burner simmering, simmering. So it felt like God had turned the stove off on the back burner. And before I realized it, the pot had stopped boiling, stopped simmering. And, you know. The attitude was slowly dropping away. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get this attitude again when I'm finished singing. But the more I sang, and for those of you that sing, like when you sing and you love it and you feel it, it you embody the song. And the song takes over you and it overwhelms you and it consumes you. And let's just say by the time I was driving home, I didn't have no attitude no more. It was, it was gone. It was gone. And... I'm so appreciative because I, I, I was able to have my moment, right? And like I said, the moments hit differently from a healed place, but they were still moments, you know? And I was so ready to pick back up my attitude because I was like, I got a few more days that I can have attitude about all the things I want to have attitude about. But then it was like, no, not enough. That's what I love about being a church girl. And of course, y'all know I'm using that term. Um, I know we're women, we're adults, you know, I got it. Um, That's what I love about being a church girl because I can legit have these intimate moments 
with God. And he literally like scoops me up and says, all right, girl, I got you. Even if you think nobody else has you, I will always have you. And then, you know, I get to work and I get to work and people are like, oh, your blinds are open. Oh, you're outside your office. It's so good to see your face. And I'm like, yeah, but I still got work. I got to do. I still have work to do. So like I go back in the office and shut the door, but the blinds are open. So I'm speaking, but I still have work I got to do. And my boss comes in for a few hours today. And they're like, and I open the door and they're like, oh, your door's open. I said, because my my actual boss is in the office. Like, I know y'all think I work for all of y'all, but I don't. I work for one man and he's in the office and he was there for like an hour or two. And then he left and then I closed my doors again so I could continue to get work done. And then I opened my doors for a little bit for something else. And then it was, you know, people are in my space a lot and I just made it very clear today that like I am coming out, like I'm resurfacing, you know, I'm coming out from my, my hiding this week, but y'all don't push it, right? Because boundaries. Um, so yeah, that, that's been my week and it's been, it's been interesting. It's been good. It's been enlightening, enlightening. Yeah, I know what I'm trying to say. Um, it's been... <laughs> It's been an eye opener, like a light bulb has went off because I'm so proud of myself because I, I decided to shut down. Actually, I started shutting down last week, but it was extreme this week. I started to shut down. I decided to shut down. I did. And I, I took moments for me. Didn't return phone calls. One night I was in the bed by like nine o'clock. I mean, up under the covers. And then when I would wake up in the morning, I would have all these missed calls and text messages. And it's like, nobody died. Like, y'all will be fine. Um, so, yeah, so that is that is my, um, that has been my week. I am, I feel like I'm always excited about my series because y'all know I love a good series. But, yeah, Church Girl Reimagined, we are back and I am bringing some church girls on and we are going to legit be transparent to help transform that's what we're going to do because y'all we are in this together um i know i typically leave y'all with a quote today not today but you know i'm trying to say on this episode um I have more of an affirmation that I want to dedicate to all of my church girls, all of my reimagined church girls. And someone sent this to me um, on Instagram. Shout out to my big sister, Dia. I love you, girl. And it just, she didn't know what I was, what I was going through this week, but it hit home and I used to call them I used to work with a lady older lady and we used to call these god winks like whenever you keep dealing with something and then something happens where I don't believe in happenstances or coincidences like 
if something happened, it's supposed to happen. So going through what I was going through and um, the other day she sent me this and I just responded with a heart and oh my God, like I really needed to read this. Thank you for sending this. So this um, is, my is my affirmation. This is my affirmation to all of my reimagined church girls. I hope you end up living the life you always dreamed of living. I hope you wake up in the morning with a peaceful mind and happiness in your heart. I hope you find a love so healthy that you feel a type of safety you haven't felt before. I hope you never forget how much of a star you really are. I want the absolute best for you. Y'all know what it is. I love everybody. Follow me on social media, Natasha Lavon, on uh, Instagram, and of course, the No Crazy Podcast. All right, y'all. I love y'all. I will see y'all next time. Bye.